Hello, and welcome to a Paradise Lost podcasting channel. My name is Brendan. My pronouns are he, him. And today I am joined by... Hey there, guys. My name is Tyler. Uh, pronouns are he, him. I'm going to be playing uh, Ricky, the fire-affected street exorcist. Hi, everybody. My name is Christina. I will be playing Elion. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and Elion's pronouns are they, them. Uh, they are a water-aspected investigator. Hi, everyone. My name's Cody. Pronouns are he, they, and I play Amalar Divine, the air-aspected shady businessman. Hi, my name is Britt, and I play Resh Ferris. My pronouns are she, her, as well as Ferris's. She is a wood-aspected dragon-blooded who has a familiar named Zeke, who is a ferret. And she's kind of a performer, petty theft. And this is Exalted, Like a Dragon-Blooded. Howdy gang, Brendan here with some interesting facts about the last episode. The reveal of the Madam of the Bountiful Bear being an abyssal was actually meant to be a reveal for Act 2 or 3. But due to Divine's incredible established fact role that got him past all the detection traps in his Sabrine setup, I let him find out about her nature early. Because of this, I was a little underprepared for the combat that followed, but one of the things I've noticed in running Exalted Third is that combat can sometimes swing very easily in the PC's favor, especially when they outnumber their enemies. This, of course, will have some rippling effects later down the episode pipeline. Uh, I wanted to just kind of let you all know that, because normally uh, Dragonblooded versus uh, like an Abyssal or a Solar or something like that is a much bigger deal, but in this case, uh, that specific Abyssal was meant to be more of a uh, social manipulator that would have uh, slowly kind of messed up Divine's plans uh, throughout the, the rest of the series if they hadn't been noticed. In this episode, we did have a few issues with our recording software cutting out some of Elian's lines, as well as noise suppression software having a little fit of its own. I've done my best to edit around this, but sometimes you might hear the beep of Discord or the clicking of mouse buttons or keyboards. Apologies in advance. On this episode, Ricky wakes up and gets some falafel. The rest of the crew decide what to do with a piece of trash. Also enjoy the outtakes after the outro. I think that it's only fair after last week that we uh, swing the camera a little bit from uh, the goings on in the Bountiful Bear back to uh, the Desert Basilisk where uh, Ricky has spent his time recovering. Tyler, your your gang uh, left you, uh, well, didn't leave you. Uh, you were still recovering from a uh, pretty pretty bad wound. As I recall, last time that we had you here, uh, you, Ricky was snoring and kind of coming in and out of consciousness. Uh, so the group went ahead and uh, left you up in the uh, the Ezath family's offices uh, right above the Desert Basilisk. Tell me, Tyler, Ricky's had a hard day, all things considered. Uh, does Ricky dream or have any nightmares or anything about this? I don't reckon much that Ricky often dreams um, just because I myself don't often dream but when I do dream it is often very impactful and I put a lot of stock into it that's all I can really say uh, in terms of yeah probably probably a pretty impactful event that's fair do you think that this was impactful enough for him to have a, a dream yeah probably if, if anything just to like decompress the stuff in his head 
what kind of stuff would he dream about? Does he think does his brain kind of re- relate it back to his time uh, when the, he tried to join the Immaculate Order, or is it, or is there something else important that it might relate the recent events to? Probably a lot of abstract, um, like in like the goings on of the gang, his time with the gang, uh, the goal he's working towards, stuff, things he's overcome, but all very like abstract information that's hard to hard to remember. You know, like when you try to think of a dream after you had it and it, you're just losing it. You only remember like bits and pieces of it. That's fair. It's always nice to get a little bit of a uh, look into the, the, the mind of the characters that we're all playing here. So uh, Ricky wakes up uh, having slept on what is essentially a futon with a piping hot uh, cup of uh, green tea that Minami had set down uh, probably a few minutes before you woke up. He's got kind of a sixth sense about these kinds of things. Knows exactly when people need food and drink and usually what kind. Ricky's going to like groggily wipe his face, uh, pull himself up, reach for like, uh, he's kind of like, kind of like reach towards the table, not knowing what's there find the tea and grab it without even looking maybe maybe like an old person would probably burnt their hand but you know fire he uh takes a big gulp of the tea and the 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 hot gulp of tea wakes him up a little bit and he takes a deep breath ready to greet the day uh our fire aspect friend here uh finds the tea and also right beneath the saucer of it is a note written in uh written in flame tongue the common language that you all speak. Uh, if I could pull the class, uh, which one of you three would have written a note to Ricky to let you guys know what you were planning on doing? Probably me, because I'm that person. I mean, if Ferris wants to write it, Elion probably would have. Oh, actually, Elion writing it would probably make more sense. Yeah. It, it would have been basically the going to deal with an issue at the Bountiful Bear Hopefully no issues. Be back soon, hopefully, type of thing. It's one of of those, we're going to go do this thing. Hopefully it goes well. All right, then, Uh, Elian, if I could ask you a question, uh, what is is your rank in linguistics? So I have one rank in linguistics, but I speak uh, four different languages. Oh, no, 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 no. I just wanted to know uh, what the, your linguistic score was, and I knew how well the handwriting was. Is that what's, what settles handwriting is linguistics? Yes, it is. Weird, but okay. I would have guessed etiquette. Oh, not etiquette. There's another one for it. Bureaucracy. I guess there's not. Bureaucracy. That's what I would have guessed. My bureaucracy is also one, but it's also a favorite ability, if that counts for it. Uh, yeah, to to point it out, the uh, the excellency for linguistics is called lightning quill mastery. So, uh, Ricky, you find in a fairly uh, in a fairly nice uh, a fairly nice handwritten note. It actually even uh, from someone who's has a background working with the immaculates. This still this is uh, pretty good work there uh, on the uh, on the writing. Uh, it explains where that they're all going to be. Uh, you can judge from where that it was. They probably didn't leave too long ago. How is uh is Ricky feeling? Okay, rested, restored. You have restored all of your uh, all of your essence. 
you healed uh, with uh, with the help of Resh Bilar, uh last session you were here. And you also uh, uh, have restored at least uh, restored one willpower. Uh, if you spent more than that or uh, if you spent more than that, you would have only gotten the one from the good night's sleep. Okay. I don't actually think I spent any. So then you there. are at full. Ricky pounds the rest of his tea and gets up, gets himself together, gets dressed or whatever. Uh, takes a second to re-examine the scar from the wound and remember that he has a shackle eternally on his wrist now. Or a manacle, rather. And uh, gets himself together and yells from Anami as he gets ready to leave. A question before you yell from Anami. Is the manacle also on the same wrist that, uh, uh, on the same wrist as the arm that got scarred up? It can be. Whatever you prefer. I just know that it was the left arm that got hit. Then yeah, probably. Okay, I'll remember that for uh, future little projects. Ominous. Anyway, uh, so you holler for Manami. Um, he, you can hear a muffled, as you know, he is yelling at you from, uh, the first, from the ground floor and you're on the third. How high up is the third floor? Probably a good 20 feet. Hmm. Should I be looking up rules for, for falling damage or are you going to call Lucille and hop on her to get out? That's probably a safer bet. Yeah, I'll, I'll open a window and whistle. It doesn't take long for your trusty steed to make her way uh, out of an alleyway and over uh, towards the window. Yeah, a 10-foot drop versus a 20-foot drop is a lot better. As a, as a prince of the earth, I would certainly say that you could make a 10-foot drop without any kind of cause for alarm. I'll just hop on the back of my horse and like slide down the side of the saddle so I can look through the window. Hey, asshole. I'm leaving. All right, we'll be fucking safe out there, bud. Yeah, fuck you too. Hey, you, got, you fucking dick. He says that, but he has a smile on his face. So you leave. I assume you're heading towards the Bountiful Bear as it, you were uh, instructed by the note. Yeah, I reckon. It's a bit of a weird moment trying to find a uh, a way into the undermarket with a uh, 13 foot tall horse, but you managed to make it work. You've always managed to make it work. Oh, um. Well, I'm thinking about it. How long was I sleeping for? Uh, about eight hours. I would like to, if I may, is there like a, like a, a, a food stall or like a food cart on my way that I can get a quick snack at? There certainly can be. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll roll up on my 10-foot tall horse and buy a hot dog from a guy in a cart. Whatever the equivalent of a, of a hot dog cart is, is in Chiroscuro. Chiroscuro being one of the southern cities, it's probably closer to like a, a what is it, a gyro? Excellent. Even better. Kebab. Yeah, actually, you know what? A kebab would, would probably oh, be even better. better. Mm. So you managed so, to. Well, here it, it is. I stop and get some falafel. Yeah, you, you, you stop and get some falafel. Whatever food that you prefer that is appropriate for a. Uh, a, a very warm area. So I'll get some. I'll get some falafel from in a little tray, and I'll eat it with a, like a toothpick as I as I ride my horse. Does the does the guy selling falafel give any guff to the guy riding the ten foot horse? That's an excellent question. He gives you an odd look as that you approach, uh, and it's not 
it's not the horse that he's giving the odd look to, which is normally the case. It's specifically you. Okay. Well, I'll take note of that. And I guess I'll hop down off my horse. Hey, guy. I'm uh, a bit peckishy. You got any food for sale? Yeah. Uh, falafels. Uh, we sell falafels at this food stand. I'll take uh, 15. All right. Uh, you that, that for you and the, uh, and the horse over there? Don't worry about it. <laughs> he kind of chuckles at himself as he says that, though. Like, joking with the guy. I mean, you're... Your money spends just as well as anyone else's. He's kind of giving you uh, odd looks specifically at your hair and uh, any other uh, distinguishing features about you. You uh, you all good there, friend? Yeah, yeah, everything's fine. You seem like you got something on your mind. He turns his back to you and uh, shakes his head and goes towards uh, basically getting you those 15 falafels. Uh, if you're interested, Tyler, uh, you are welcome to make a uh, perception and awareness roll. I'll give it a try. Perception and awareness. A whole four. That's pretty good. The three successes. You, you did notice on his uh, on his collar that he's got a little uh, insignia that looks kind of uh, that looks kind of like the guild crest on it. World mu- word must travel fast about your uh, your encounter yesterday. Ah, I see. After a little bit, he gets you the falafels. Uh, the the small change is exchange hands. It, it's not it's not enough money that you have to really worry about it and take it from okay. your take it from the the gang stock that you're all putting towards getting the uh, getting get, getting that floor in the sky in the skyscraper. But it still money's money. Uh. I'm going to eat one of them right in front of the guy. How's it taste, Brendan? It tastes like a falafel. Um, it's good. Yeah, it's, uh, that'll do, I suppose. Yeah, I like this, like this little stand you got here, friend. Hey, what's your name? He calls himself Syed. Syed? Yes. Well, thank you there, Syed. Pretty good. You know what? Here you go. I'm going to put two more corners in the table and slide it towards him. One for you. The other one's for the nose. You have a good day now. And I'll hop back on my horse and leave. He looks confused when that you say the nose. That's fine. He doesn't. He doesn't think too much of it, and you know he'll take a tip wherever he can get it. Yeah, I didn't know if he knew exactly what happened, but that's fine. As far as I'm concerned, he's just a guy who sells me food. Make my way over to the uh, the sleeping bear, the bountiful bear, the bountiful bear. My mistake. So, as I said, uh, so what are you doing with the rest of the falafels? You said that you ate one. What are you doing with the, the other 14? Oh, I'm eating them all. Oh, you're eating them all? Yes, absolutely. Uh, I just wanted to make a point in front of that guy. No, I'm eating them all. So, uh, you make your way towards the undermarket, which is a feat in and of itself with a giant horse in tow, but you managed to do it. In doing so, uh, once you're down there, you do notice that you are getting looks both... Both with a little bit of chained hostility and also some uh, looks of admiration. Uh, they're coming in at about a 50-50 rate. Sounds good. You've uh, you've clearly made a name for yourself in the underworld, and it's starting to show. Nice. Yeah, it's hard to miss the guy with the red hair and the horse. Is it that, or is it the guy who stood up to Guild Factor Thanos? Yeah, but I'm very clearly memorable. It certainly is the latter, but I'm a hard face to miss. 
that you are. So as you ride off towards this particular corner of the undermarket that your friend M.O.R. Divine has decided to lay roots in and start buying up literal property through, I wouldn't say nefarious means, but well, hostile takeovers. Divine's a real good talker. You come to the section of three more or less neighboring buildings that are the Bountiful Bear on the left, center in front of you is the Shaved Yetum, the gambling hall and place where you found uh, your patron of magic, and to the right is the Ox Dragon Inn. Before I go into the Bountiful Bear, I'd like to take a, to take a small siesta over to the... What was the place you said I found my magic uh, proprietor? Uh, you found her in the basement of the Shaved Yetum. Right, but the the Shaved Yetum had like that office lady who was really helpful in giving me all my information. I want to go check in with her and see what the fuck these tribal fucks have gotten themselves into before I walk into a into a mess. Of course, of course. Uh, I can't recall the name. So you, last time, I believe, spoke with Moya, the secretary. That is exactly the name, yes. So you head into the Shaved Yetim, which uh, I assume that you, uh, so you go in. The place is uh, surprisingly busy, actually. I assume that you tether Lucille outside for the moment. Yeah, I'll block the road. Um, (laughs) No, no, yeah, I'll tether her outside. The place is uh, popping off right now. Um, You're not sure why, but something has happened to make this place a lot more busy than it was the last time that you were here. You can see the the door that you entered into before that has the stairs that go up and down uh, for the office above the building and the basements below uh, is... Uh, kind of propped open, uh, implying that, you know, people might be able to come in and just kind of talk to the owner at the moment or that they're doing something. Okay, I guess I'll go up there then. You go through, um, whether because that you've made such a good impression or something else that your fellow uh, gang members have done, uh, the bouncer and the bartender that are near there don't stop you. They just kind of give you a quick look and then let you carry on. Quick nod, nod and wave. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. You go, you go up, and there is the offices uh, where that you met Moya last time. I'll kind of knock on the door with the end of my stick as I enter. Before I enter, it is a loud thud as the magical jade resounds against the wood. Uh, when that you enter into the into there, uh, you can see there are two women. Uh, one who that you met already being uh, Moya, the uh, the secretary woman. And another older, but, well, she's got a little bit more life to her than uh, when Divine first met her. Uh, she's She's got the markings of someone who you'd be surprised if that she wasn't a, uh, if she wasn't also a, uh, a dragon blooded like yourself. All right. Well, I'm going to, like I said, tap on the door two good times. Ding dong. Hello. Yeah. How are y'all today? I'm going to walk right in. Moya looks up to you and, go, and just goes, oh, hello. The, the, the young, the, the, the young lad that I saw, uh, as, but right before the ceiling came crashing down the other day. Yeah. You know, not my fault. Promise. But speaking of that, uh, those other goons that I was with, um, 
Moya, that's the name. Yes. Uh, Divine and all the other people from I, I'm I'm the I'm a compatriot with them. And there's I think there's something going on over at the you know oh, I'm sorry where my mind where my man is. Go look to the other lady. I'm assuming you're the uh, you're the owner who was out doing some errands while I came by the other day. Hi, Ricky. Nice to meet you. I want to extend a hand. She gets up and extends the hand back and sh- and shakes your hand. Ah, uh, pleasure to meet you. I'm uh, Regara Salam. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. Um, I came by the other day. You were out and about. Uh, Moya gave me some help with handling a little problem I was having. Uh, but uh, I uh, I'm coming by to check on what my uh, comrades have gotten themselves into while I was uh, indisposed. You know what I mean? So uh, didn't know if you guys happen to know something going on at the Bountiful Bear. Yes, I believe that Divine just took uh, just took you and your three other compatriots uh, through uh, through one of the secret tunnels that connects the buildings uh, over to the Bountiful Bear to speak with my cousin. Oh, good, good, good thing I came here first. Then can you show me the way, perhaps? Uh, I guess I could just walk across the street, but I, I guess I guess I took a secret tunnel for a reason. You know what I mean? I think that Divine just wanted to test out the architecture. Okay, that do that do sound like Divine, though. All right, I guess I'll just walk across across the way then. Uh, toodaloo, y'all be well. I'm gonna turn around and head back out. Nice to see you again and all that. Uh, Moya gives a uh, I honestly want to say a slightly bashful wave. Do 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 do, and yeah, I'll just walk through the busy uh, the busy. What is this now? Is it still a brothel or is it a bar now? Uh, the Bountiful Bear? No, the Shaved Yetum to the Bountiful uh, Bear. The Shaved Yetum is a bar slash casino. Okay, and I walk across to the Bountiful Bear. You walk across to the Bountiful Bear. Uh, you open up the door, and you find that the spot where the, the madam uh, would normally sit and direct people to rooms and take take your money uh, is currently vacant. Oh, so the so the Bountiful Bear is the is the brothel. Yes, the Bountiful Bear is the brothel. Gotcha. Okay, well, I guess I'll look around then. Uh, if you could give me... Hmm. I really feel like that you wouldn't even need to notice this. I really feel, uh, yeah, you wouldn't even need a uh, thing, thing to notice this. Um, you can... There is quite a lot of bullshit going on. There's a uh, cacophony of the sounds of battle coming from a uh, a room maybe around the corner here. As soon as you open up the door, it's very noticeable. Uh, Alrighty then. And Ricky uh, kind of begrudgingly walks into the room where the combat is to see what's going on. If I recall from last game, you all kicked the door in. I indeed fucking Sparta kicked that door in. So Ricky comes in at the very tail end to see a scene. Basically, Ricky rounds the corner and sees a door that is slightly off its hinges. As uh, he can see Resh Bilar now covered in gore and viscera as that his two daggers have uh, vertically, I don't want to say decapitated, but vertically sliced through the top half of a, is that a mummy? Yeah, I think it's a mummy, is what your brain kind of says. The top half of a mummy's face. Hmm. And besides that, Ferris's 
loosed a volley of arrows into a creature who for but a moment appears as one of the most beautiful gossamer beings that you've ever witnessed. And then its body turns to stone and dust. Hey, 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 there's murder going on and nobody told me. Hey, the fuck? I left you a note. Oh, hey. Yeah, you said you were going to go, you said you were going to go pick up some milk, not fucking... Ah. Again, I left you a note. And you just see Elion with their hands, like, uh, like, essentially, like, through essence electrified, like you've seen them have before, on this roly-poly dude just crackling all over that guy's skin. Oh, yeah. You probably didn't notice this because it wasn't as interesting, but there is a fat man that, Ferris, were you using him as a, as a stool or a, or a mount to keep your bow steady? I, he tried to run away, so I kicked him down. Then he tried to run away again, so I very aggressively pushed him to Elium. Ah, yes, that's right. So yes, there's a roly-poly man with the symbol of the guild on his shirt. With what, with Elian standing over him with, uh, well, what looks like a charged Hadouken ready to go right in this guy's face. Man, you look like you've had about 20 too many falafels, my man. You all right? Are you talking to Elian or are you talking no, to the... No, the fat guy who's from okay. the guild. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure. uh real quick if you don't mind um could you actually give me another let's say perception and a cult role because this would actually be something that you might know about give me one minute perception a cult uh is this related to exorcism in any way no it's actually related to the immaculate philosophy follow successes so one of the things that you do notice about the uh, the corpse that Resh Bolar has made, uh, well, at least the part of the corpse that he cut off, is on the forehead of this thing is a bleeding mark that looks like a circle with a uh, line through it that then fills in the, uh, the bottom half of it. it it's bleeding, but it has this mark that you as someone who trained even briefly uh, with Immaculate Monks would know as the symbol of the anathema. Uh Uh-oh. That ain't no good. It most certainly isn't. Anathema are known to cause many problems. Yeah, but that that ain't no good was in character also. (laughs) Like, ain't no good that we killed it? or No, no, that's probably very good. That's probably very good. Uh, no, uh, but over um, a more of a collective that ain't no good. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That's uh, yeah. I'm gonna go check on that girl that just wit tried to get her soul stolen and then witnessed us murder things. Like they're probably not doing all right. I'm gonna go check on them. Your group tends to make a lot of uh, a lot of noise, so it, it's it's no surprise that you missed the uh, the small child, and well, not the small child, the girl, and uh, and the roly poly man in in the course of uh, seeing an anathema corpse and a fae getting murdered. Quite the date, quite the adventure they had without you. So, are there any actual like people, people who you all fucking slotted? 
because if we gotta go bury a body, we should probably go do it now before you know those goody two shoe. Uh, I don't know authorities get here, whatever. I don't think Elian's decided whether or not they're gonna kill him yet, but that's a later problem. Uh, Divine, as far as your concern about the small child, uh, Mai, I believe. She is in a kind of stunned silence uh, as that she watches, uh, as she has watched all this. Uh, she's about, mm, she's about done growing. She's at a good like five foot and some inches. Uh, she's not a, she's not to, to, as as I've explained before. She's not a little girl, but she's certainly not a uh, an adult yet. Right. It's that weird territory of adult dragon bloods are like a hundred years old. Oh, she's. If she's a dragon blooded, you'd be very surprised. She doesn't have any of the usual markings on her. Right. It's one of those. Not everybody we'd come across is a dragon blood. Uh, Divine's just going to kind of kneel in front of her and with a soft voice, just be like, hey. You're you're safe now. Um, I know you're not okay. Do, do you want to get out of here? Uh, so just to note too, Ferris is at bonfire and Elion is glowing right now. Elion, you're a water aspect, correct? Yeah, uh, I, I think I mentioned, but it might have been off of the recording what my water stuff was doing. Uh, basically I have little eyeballs that have opened up kind of around me and there's water just slowly seeping out of them. Good to know. Oh yes. The other thing that you probably noticed since it Ferris is at a bonfire right now, uh, there are vines and plants that are growing around as that the, uh, the wood aspect, uh, powers are, uh, going a little wild here. Also, the, like, vines and, like, stuff in Ferris's hair have grown a little bit longer as well. And the bark on her skin a little darker. You, uh, get a little hot in the collar there, huh, Elian? You alright there? You everything okay, friendo? Getting a little upset? I seem to not be, you know, as bad as you were. Um, I just decided to use a different method. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. I think you would agree if you knew what he was doing to people around here. And Elian just looks down at uh, Danixora. That's still just... Elian still got their hands on each of his shoulders and just letting... Because I've got the... that I have not only the little glowing thing around me, I've got my glowing animal banner, but plus that other ability that makes him take like weird stuff every so often. Oh, there's no way for him to take any kind of initiative damage from this. He's so low on initiative, he'll never get a chance to go. Um, I would like to, if I may, roll a medicine roll to assess to see if the girl is not necessarily just physically hurt, but also, like, mental trauma, like panic attack or any other, like, mental things that I can try to help with. I'm assuming she is not okay. Please, go ahead. And medicine is intelligence, yes? Uh, yes, in this case it would. Uh, yes, in this case it would be medicine, uh, intelligence. Sorry, it never fails. I can never make a medicine roll, guys. God damn it! <laughs> it's one success. 
she looks uh she looks shaken up but nothing seems off uh about how shaken that she is she did just watch uh two people get uh, at least one person get murdered uh and if your friends are to be believed uh something was trying to eat her soul when now when you say eat uh, someone's soul being eaten being knowing what i know is that like pretty bad like naturally it's pretty bad but like that's not what does that mean can you give me more information about what that means if your soul is eaten uh it doesn't return to the cycle of reincarnation uh, according to the Immaculate Philosophy. And if it doesn't do that, then they can never be reborn. So what do you, what do you guys need me to do now? Uh, uh, obviously, I missed the, missed the fireworks, but uh, I'm uh, all rested up, I reckon. You want to clear anybody who doesn't work here out of the building for me? Yeah, yeah, I can do that. Hey, give me one second. Uh, I'm going to squat down. To the little girl, not to the little girl, but to to the to the girl. It might, it might be a little loud outside for a second, but nothing's wrong. I promise. Okay, don't be worried about it. It'll be okay. I'm gonna stand back up and walk outside and close the door. Take a big deep breath in, and then with my loudest presence voice, I'm gonna yell, "Y'all get the fuck out of here now!" And I'd like to roll presence if I may. You absolutely may, and I'll even give you an extra two dice for that. Nice. Three successes. You see, as you step outside, you see a few people who halfway dressed uh, peek out the window and see what's going on. And most of them, upon seeing you, you can see and probably hear a few going, oh, shit. And like there's a few sounds that are very obvious as that people are tripping over themselves. And very quickly, uh, anyone who mm, you'd say is probably more is 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 has less of a spine than you than uh, than someone who can be an organized crime has vacated the building. So these people uh, who more or less are spineless have uh, exited the building. Back inside, as you're doing that, I believe that we had a roly-poly fat man with a Hadouken ready to go near his face. It's more Elyon's just... You know how when somebody comes up behind you and just puts their hands on both sides of your shoulders, like right up there, and it's just like that nice, firm grip that's kind of like intimidating? Like Lenny when he was trying to intimidate someone for uh, getting too close to the girls. Yeah. It, it just, you just go up and just like that nice firm grip, but there just happens to be crackling essence coming off of it. That's what's going on right now. More of an intimidation factor. Oh, he is very much intimidated. You can tell, especially considering the small puddle that's uh, that's below him. Gross. That is not how you water the plants. Not at all. So Elion's just going to look to divine to Ferris. And back down to, uh, Sora. So, um, do you have a good reason why we should just let you live? So, um... Well, I can, uh, I I can get you money. I can get you whatever you need. If we were to let you go, big if... Would you ever do anything like this again? No, of course not. I, I would I would never do anything like this again. 
what guarantee do we have that we can take your word for it? Well, I'm I'm an upstanding member of the guild. Oh, see. Can yeah. I come back in during this point? Uh, give it just a moment. I'm sure that there's. I'm sure he's going to say something even worse to incriminate himself. Sounds good. Oh, see, you use the word upstanding and guild in the same breath. That was a mistake. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, there's very few, if any, upstanding people in the guild. He has a look of terror on his face. Uh, you're sounding quite terrifying, if I'm being honest. Talking in a normal level tone, that's all. It's not ah, no. a disappointing parent voice or anything like that. Oh, no, no. It's definitely, I think, the uh, the normal level tone that's uh, just slightly away from the microphone right now that's doing it. It has a very... Uh, it has a very threatening aura to it. Alien's resting state is pretty is pretty uh, pretty threatening, and also you have eyes coming out of your skin that are weeping water constantly. They're not on my skin. They're kind of just like around me, just kind of like wavering around me and slightly weeping water. It gets worse. If that I that almost makes it worse. It just gets worse if I if I go further. If I spend more essence, it gets much worse. Uh, Elion's gonna look to divine. Do you have an idea? Because I'm wavering back and forth between options, right? Well, I got, uh, I had my fun with the guild, so if you got options, you're weighing. If I had my choice, you know, I'd wrap his fat ass up like it's a uh, present, drop him off at uh, Factor Thanos's doorstep and just leave a letter saying, hey, you lost something in our territory. Maybe take some, uh, vital parts so that we can make sure he keeps his promise. Those are viable options. Mutilation is an option. Um, not one that I favor, It's a, but it is an option. Um, I also don't think you should be a factor anymore. Well, that that's not for you to decide. So who is it for to decide? Who needs to know what you've been doing here so that you're no longer a factor? In any situation. We can decide real quick. You can resign or we can decide for you. You just won't be a factor, nor will you be alive. Hmm. I feel like you guys are trying to convince him to betray some of his uh, character. Uh, in grand scheme of things, to be transparent out of character, uh, I want him to step down as a factor so I can put uh, someone namely my ally, closer to that position. I think that that sounds like you guys are trying to instill an intimacy in him, probably something along the lines of uh, making sure that he stays alive. It's one of those, what's more valuable, your title and your prestige or your life? Well, I mean, you are talking to someone who values money over the suffering of others, so... That includes the suffering of himself. I'd say that if you want him to do this, this would be a uh, trying to look up the exact uh, term for it. This would be a persuade action. Okay, what do I need to do for persuade then? I bet you it's going to be stats I'm not good at. Well, I mean, you're 
your whole crew is here, so I'm sure that there's someone who's a little better at it than you that uh, could also help. I think I've got this. Let's, uh... What do you say, uh... You let me and, uh... Danik here have a, uh... A little bit of a one-on-one conversation, Elian. I, uh... I promise... Well, no, I can't make that promise. I can't promise I'll keep them in one piece. But... I think I can, uh... Convince him that... You know... Maybe the guild's not where his best interest lies. Am I still corralling people out of the out of the building? I'd say that you've probably gotten here by now. What are we? Uh, what are we promising? What are we breaking? Huh? Uh, just trying to talk Factor Danik Sora out of uh, his current entitlement because you know it's not really. Oh, uh, yeah. While we're while we're on that topic, tell me what he did. Something about souls getting taken out and anathemas. So, basically, uh, you know what a brothel is. Uh, he has been taking women that are not really old enough to be here or borderline and enlisting them in here as well as creating, helping to create false contracts that are indenturing them to this life with no way to get out of it. Oh. Hey, hey, Brendan. Would you consider this man someone who is an advocate for slavery? Oh, yes, absolutely. Neat. Oh, okay. Well, first things first. I want to walk over and crouch next to the guy. Hey there, buddy. Uh, Brendan, you're, you're aware of how the Mark of the Maiden thing works, right? Of course, I made it. Okay, excellent. I just want to make sure. I didn't know if that was on board or not. Now, uh, I'm going to look back to Elian. Let's go do one thing, and I'll, then I'll let you take it from here. Uh, now, you know, what's your name, buddy? Do you need me to let him go? No, nah, this, is, this is fine. He's, looks- like, he's like laying down, right? Oh, yes. He just just roll him over on his back for me, would you? Is he? Because I imagined he was still standing up while Elian was holding him. He is wherever that you all need him to be. He he does not have the willpower to fight you on the planes of combat, nor the physique. Okay, so we'll say he's kneeling. Is that okay? Yeah, I can do that. Like, Or Elion can just make him kneel, just that slow bringing down to his knees. Oh, I like that much better. You make him kneel. Okay, yeah, what's, what's, uh, what's your name, Pally? He looks up to you. Uh, or no, you said that you come down to his level, right? Yeah, I'm right in his face. He looks you over, and there is a very obvious and quick recognition of who that you are. <sighs> Guild Factor Danny Xora, you simple criminal. Oh, well, you know, Mr. Danny Xora, uh, you know what's neat about human beings? I imagine you're going to tell me. I'm going to put a hand on his stomach. Yeah, you see, even through all this, this fat you got around here, I'm going to feel like on his in his torso, you still got ribs. And you, I'm going to like try to like find ribs in his torso. It takes a little bit moving through the pudge, but you managed to do it. Uh, Brendan, I have uh, medicine for and a specialization in, in bones. Uh, I'd like to drive a thumb right in between two ribs and break one of his ribs. 
So I'd like to like drive a, a thumb in between the intercostal space between two ribs and then push up and crack one of his ribs. All right. That sounds like a strength and medicine roll. Obviously, you're getting the specialty for bones. Uh, so that'll <laughs> give you a total of uh, 10 dice, I believe, since you have medicine for. Yeah. Uh, and I'll also give you an extra two dice for the description. Five successes. Yeah. Now you have one less rib. Oh no. Now they could they could tell me. Why would you do this? I'm gonna smack him while he talks to me. I'm gonna smack him as soon as he starts talking. Now, uh you talk when you talk to. Uh when you ask you a question, you'll answer it. You hear me? Now they can tell me exactly what you were doing. But I would like you to tell me exactly what you did. I'm going to put a thumb underneath the rib on the other side. I was just uh, using... Uh, uh, I'm going to put more pressure as he says just. Don't play with words. Speak plainly now. I was using my money to get what I wanted. Okay, you, know, you seem like a swell guy. I'm going to give you one freebie. Uh, don't bullshit me again. What did you do to that girl over there? Do you want the list or what we were trying to do tonight? The list is good. I don't think we have time for a list of everything. You know what? I'm, you're right. I'm getting a little upset. I'm sorry. Uh, this is your call, Alien. Uh, but you know how I feel about it. And you know how... Uh, well, maybe you don't know. Yeah, I got a pretty powerful friend who would be pretty good with watching this guy, you know, not be breathing anymore. Hey, Tyler. Question for you, out of character. Yes. Are you being a... Uh cruel to the man for the sake of it because like you can or no not for the sake of it at all strictly because this is a slaver who imprisons people and i want information about what he was trying to do specifically okay i just needed that to be uh yes and i will also say out of character that that was uh i'm not gonna really go any more into that role play because you know no one really wants to hear me torturing a guy and i don't really want to put that out there uh, so I'd like to move on from that. Uh, the, the the reason I this is going to sound bad, but like I was okay with it. The reason I'm asking specifically is because I have an intimacy. Yeah. For cruelty, for the sake of it, is wrong. So I wanted to verify with you first. It is certainly a. It's hard to say that it's justified cruelty because I don't think that's ever justified. But it's certainly for a reason. It's not just because I don't like him. Fair. Uh, so going back in character, uh, you're putting the screws on, so to speak on this man. And while that he might be spineless, he certainly wasn't ribless. He tells you what that he was doing after you threatened him with the second rib. Listen, we were just going to, she was a loose thread. I need to get rid of it after what you did to Thanos. He's got. He's got me in my su- in, in 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 his sights. Just just let me go and I'll leave Chiroscuro. I will never bother you guys again. Ricky's gonna stand up and just look to Alien. I'm sticking my nose where it don't belong. This is y'all's business. Uh, I just had to, you know, get that out of my system. You know what I mean? But uh, up to you. If you're going to leave here, what's to stop you from going somewhere else and starting this up? You being a part of the guild makes you think you have free reign to do this. My place of residence is safe but what about everywhere else wherever the guild goes this kind of stuff follows i'm just doing a job 
And that's a problem with something like this as a job. So Elian's actually is is Rush Bilar still here? Oh, he most certainly is. He's been leaning up against the uh against the cracked wooden door, just cleaning off his knives and looking at the corpses, uh a little unnerved, but ready to jump in if he needs to. So Elian's gonna look to pretty much kind of their leader, I guess is the best way to put it. Like the boss is boss is boss. And say to him, if we were to do something, it might reflect poorly on you since you are in charge, essentially. Do you have an opinion on that? He thinks about it for a moment and then looks to the little roly-poly man and then back to Elian and just goes, and just kind of shrugs and goes, We've sent factors like him back to back to the guild headquarters with a few less toes and digits before. Killing him might cause problem. Killing him here and now might cause problems for us later down the road. But taking payment for all the pain that he's caused, that's a different story. Divine, you said you might have methods. I mean I don't I don't think my methods can be much do much more than Ricky's, but how are you going to fit all that into a box? Oh, we were going to just leave them naked and tie them up and leave them on the street. Okay, that works too, I guess. Uh, yeah. hiding his shame. He's already shirtless right now. There's not much to li- to the imagination anymore. At this point, I just want to get her home. That was part of my job. Him, I prefer her not be a factor anymore. But that's just me. Hey, uh, what is what do you need to be a factor, by the way? Like, what's what's a factor's job? I'm gonna look to uh to Rush Bilar. Factors are mm, usually the people who manage an entire section of the guild. Uh, they're more they're more like uh, they're very similar to the uh, the the captains, or even uh, one of the bigger ones like Thanos is probably similar to. Uh, to like uh to to the matriarch of your clan, but they like do a lot of like. What do they need to do their job? Like the talk a lot, use the hands a lot. What do they do? No, oh, well, since the guild's business, talking's kind of necessary. Hmm. It's gonna take his whole jawbone. No, but a but a but a collapsed larynx can take a while. Uh, collapse, yeah, a collapsed larynx can take a while to heal. This is your last chance. Uh, sorry, you can neither, you know resign or you've seen what Ricky can do. We'll just, you know, leave the rest to your uh imagination. Is uh staying in the guild with your buddies there really uh worth what's about to happen to you. And then I would like to uh, I'd have to know his tie to one of the characters in the guild. Thanos yeah, I want to. Can I spend four motes to use uh, loyalty reading meditation to read their uh, pretty much read Sora based on his fear of Ricky as to like what his intimacy towards Thanos is or tie towards Thanos is? 
so the so you're just kind of taking a guess that he has a some kind of emotional tie to Thanos. Pretty much, I want to use that and then combo it onto brother against brother insinuation to like break down his tie to. I'm assuming he's got a tie to Thanos, or else he wouldn't be listening, or he would be more hesitant to listen when Thanos says, "Tie up your loose ends." If you want to roll to see if you can suss out what that his uh, intimacy is towards Thanos, um, and then if you can figure that out, I would totally let you use brother against brother. Assuming that he has a tie to Thanos. Yeah. Uh, and is he Churisciran? Uh He is, in fact. So I get that specialty on socialize. And then three from peripheral. And then I'd like to use two moats to uh, give two auto successes to the socialize role from my... Uh, Personal, so four moats. Sorry, four moats. So you get. You said you got two auto successes. Yeah. All right. Go ahead and roll that. And that is charisma and socialize, right? Yep. Wait, no. This is to try and uh, read it uh, to read him, right? Yeah. So perception. It is a read intentions roll, which is perception and socialize. So that's eight successes. Wow, just kicking his ass there. You uh, you had to beat his guile of uh, three there. Uh, With eight successes, you are able to find that he does have a major emotional tie of... uh, trying to think of how to phrase this, but... um, A major emotional tie of jealousy, maybe? Or... uh, hmm, I'd actually say probably fear, because Thanos is technically a higher rank than him. Now, look, here's what's going to happen. We're going to take we're going to take your pennies and we're going to take your pounds. And then we're going to tie you up and put a nice little bow on your. uh, Oily little head and. Drop you off like right in front of Thanos's office. I'm going to leave him a little note. uh, Letting him know that. We got a confession out of you telling us exactly what you've been doing and how these uh, tied up loose ends are not quite tied up and they're going to stay frayed as long as you're a part of the guild. So this is going to hurt, but this is your last chance to cooperate and then use brother against brother to... uh, destroy his relationship with Thanos or weaken a positive tie to a character. Yeah. That's an instill role. All right. And that's against his resolve, which is a four. And he can't use intimacies towards the culture group to bolster the resolve. Oh, well, there go all of his intimacies to boost that. Yeah, so he can't boost that at all because all of his intimacies that could have boosted that are all things related to the guild, which is part of the same culture. Uh, I'll give you two extra dice for the uh, for for how do you talk to him? And see what you can do. Been socialized, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. And nine's double, so that's five, six. 
you having talked to him like this, uh, he more or less loses faith that Thanos can help him. He's in a situation that he can't possibly uh, come out of on the other end, uh, if at all. He looks to you all um, and then goes, looks to Ricky, who he notices the mark on him and there is uh, a sudden realization and fear in him before he looks to Elian and then the rest of them and finally back to divine. And he just says, let me leave with what that I've let me leave and I'll go back to Nexus and I'll never leave Nexus for the rest of my life. I'll, I'll be a middle manager somewhere for the guild and I, I, I won't do anything else like this. Uh, Divine's going to look over his shoulder to uh, Elian. How's that sound to you? What's my way to tell if he's fucking lying to me or not? Perception and socialize is a read intentions roll. Cool, give me a second because I think I have a socialize charm. I'd like to think that during all of this, Fair's just trying to like gather herself and like not just look like she's a raging like bonfire bonfire monster. No, don't don't sell yourself short. You are most certainly a raging bonfire monster right now. She can still try to be a little modest, like, oh maybe maybe like tuck these vines back into my hair. Just own it. <laughs> so Elion has been kind of been standing behind um Sora at this point just holding onto his shoulders even while everybody's been just doing all this stuff. They're going to spin him around very quickly, hold his shoulders again, go almost nose to nose with him. So, so, you are going to return to Nexus, take a middle management job for the guild and never do anything like this again? promise you're not lying to me i've already told you i don't like liars he looks to you uh with fear in his eyes and he says yeah i promise okay so he says perception and socialize yeah um i will give you an extra two dice for that stunt for how that you like tried to figure out if he was lying or not uh his guile is currently a well you beat it it was currently a three, but you definitely beat it there. Elian, uh, you notice something. Uh, maybe it's your tuned investigative brain. Maybe it's the essence coursing through you, making your blood boil a little bit harder and making uh, your making yourself more in tune with the the waves around here. Maybe it's just the really bad way that he smells. But this fucking asshole is lying to you right to your face. Oh, that was the wrong decision. (laughs) 
Thank you all for taking the time to enjoy our show. If you liked what you heard, why not give us a follow on Twitter for more updates as to when we'll be releasing episodes. You can also give us a like or review on your podcast app of choice. Just a few quick button clicks and you can help us defeat the dreaded algorithm boss. The theme song for this game was Main Theme by Alexander Nakarada, copyright 2019, used under a Creative Commons license. And hey, for making it this far, I saw that cool thing you did, so have some stunt dice. The recording has begun. If everyone wants to sound off, just make sure you're all here. Mobius One reporting in. A moment of silence for future Brendan. Okay, well, I know that Christina and Britt are there, so... But are we really? I mean, if you guys want to just uh, T-pose for dominance and just let me play, play with Cody and Tyler, like, I'm not going to stop you. Like, that, 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 that's your decision. I'm just going to be a little little hurt. You're really going to try and guilt me? Have you not learned that it's not the route to go? Oh, uh, no, that totally worked on me. Who said th- Who said that you were my target, Christina? I know, I know how to deal with you, Christina. I bribe you. I got you cannolis. She is smiling as she has a mouthful of cannoli. Fantastic. And you almost made me burp on on microphone. Um, I just wanted to make sure I was pronouncing that right. Uh, you know, tomato, tomato. I say euro, but I don't judge people. That's not my place. Euro. Uh. Uh. Mm, let me let me think of a name. I wasn't expecting the. Uh, I'm the sorry. You can, you, you can just name. say insert name here. I'm just trying to make a point. <laughs> the name's Cabbage. Uh, he he calls himself. Uh, uh, as I said, the place is surprisingly busy at the moment. Uh, they are uh, more or less. Uh, uh, sorry, I'm kind of like tripping over my words here. Give me an idea. Uh, Ferris is at Bonfire and Elyon's at Glowing, so there's a lot of bullshit going. And uh, remind me, who got the killing blow on the other enemy? Uh, I think Ferris got it. I. It might have been what caused me to go Bonfire. No, it might have been Elyon. I think it was Elyon. I don't remember. I think Elyon got one and Rush Bilar got the other one. I was going after uh, the Madam because I wanted to deal with the sorceress threat. Ah, then it was Ferris that got the other one. Now, presence is wits, correct? Um, in this case, presence would be your charisma or manipulation, which is... Which charisma. Is That's what I was thinking. I'll be right back, I'm sorry. I sat on my headset as I was sitting back down. Yikes. Uh, sorry, go ahead. Is this the same fat guy? It is not the same fat guy. Okay, I was concerned. Go ahead. <laughs> Unfortunately, I only have so many fat guy voices. That's fine. I just wanted. I, it was a little bit different, I, but it was just close enough that I needed to make sure. Uh, Britt says she's not interpretive dancing again. Sorry, did you just say you have a specialization in bones? Bone setting, yes. Oh, okay. Excellent. Uh, before that, you do before that you stunt that or anything. Uh, let me go and refill my coffee. Actually, I'll do that during the break because we're going to have to uh, offload soon. All right. All right. So with that, we're gonna offload. <laughs> Perfect, Lufthanger. Name of this episode: The Gang Bullies a Fat Kid. Fucking kill him. No, the gang bullies a liar. And literally, I have an intimacy as Elyon 
that says, uh, lies are not worth my breath or brain space. Oh, buddy. Just let me get the girl out of there before we commit another murder. Like, Elion doesn't, Elion doesn't lie. And they don't have time for everyone else to lie to them either. 